Hi folks, and welcome to another edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming to you from my office in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Weber, and am delighted you have chosen to listen to my podcast. You can reach me at PackerBacker1957 at yahoo.com or on my website at www.weberswhippingpost.com. My podcast is brought to you by the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. The fantastic team at George Ryan Jr.'s Insurance Company is ready to provide you with your insurance needs today. Just call 815-936-0075 to talk to a representative. Or you can get an online quote at www.grinsure.com. That is grinsure.com. Tragically, there was another school massacre this past Monday on March the 27th. This time, the carnage was carried out at the Covenant School, a private Christian academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Students attending ranged in age from pre-kindergarten to sixth grade. Shot and killed were three nine-year-olds and three adults employed there. Survivors are now forever wounded. How the hell are those children going to process this? The former student perpetrating the crime was shot dead by the police. Somehow, shot dead is just not enough. The person who shot those kids deserved more. If it were up to me, the shooter's carcass would be hung from a town square left to rot as warning to other reprobates that may be considering butchering innocent children. I guess that's why I'm not in charge. The shooter pretended to be a transgender man as if she were a god that can change and create nature was born a woman. She, not he, supposedly left a manifesto of her narcissistic griefs that she felt compelled to take out on innocent people. What the hell does a child know about the mental anguish of a transgender? I mentioned the manifesto because when asked what the shooter's motives might be, the head of the Department of Injustice, Merrick Garland, claimed ignorance. This is despite the fact Garland's department was in possession of the manifesto, as well as everything that woman did prior to being shot. The fact is, Garland didn't want the public to know what was contained in the manifesto for political reasons, as it would more than likely be detrimental to the transgender cause. In other words, his political bullshit prevailed. Left-leaning Wikipedia addresses the shooter as male and lists the preferred pronouns of the shooter, even though they weren't in accordance with how she was born. Fortunately, the shooter's pronoun here and after is the late. Surely there must be a special place in hell for baby killers as well as those who would protect them. The estimated number of guns in this country is said to be between 412 and 660 million. Other countries do not attack us for that very reason. Legal gun owners are an army of their own. There's a fitting expression that law-abiding gun owners have over 600 billion guns and 25 trillion rounds of ammo. If we were a problem, you'd know it. It's ignorant for groups of people to paint all legal gun owners with the same brush as one crazed pervert with a selfish vendetta. Are we to hate anyone causing a fatal accident texting while driving? Are we going to ban all cell phones? Or how about cars? The Covenant School miscreant was in denial about her sex. It should be obvious to any rational person that a miscreant who would buy guns to shoot children 
definitely has mental issues. Therein lies the legal problem, how they get their hands on a gun. It also proves beyond a shadow of a doubt, criminals and narcissistic people do not follow gun laws. The solution to this catastrophe is not gun control. The solution is to arm teachers and administrators or post armed guards at the entrance. Personally, I prefer retired veterans employed at every school overseeing their grandchildren. If this were done, school shootings would plummet. As I write this, there is a group of rioters at the Nashville Capitol building shouting for gun control. It is doubtful they will be treated unlawfully as the January 6th protesters. These people are ignorant of the history of guns. Three Democrat state representatives joined the riot, probably hoping for more votes. The federal government is watching, secretly hoping those protesters succeed. There is nothing any government would like more than to confiscate guns from its citizenry. Hell, it was all the rage in Nazi Germany and Leninist Russia, as well as many other countries throughout the ages. To take away the guns of citizens is to make them compliant to any governmental whim. Our forefathers, the men who created this great country, warned us about people who would take our guns. They believed it so fervently, they anchored it to the Bill of Rights as a Second Amendment. Regardless of liberal constitutions, scholarly opinions, their sole intent was to protect us from our own government. Has it ever been clear we can't trust our government or media than now? Those who would thwart the Founding Fathers' wishes are evil, not to be trusted. Those who would take our guns or shout they know better than God about matters of man, nature, and spirituality are inherently evil. They should be shunned for not having America's best interest in mind or yours. They are to be fought against with everything we have. With cold, dead hands, never, ever give in. Hey, this episode is also brought to you by Brandon and Jeff Chero at Core Street Ford, now celebrating their 40th year serving the people of Kankakee County. Whether you're buying a new Ford, a pre-owned vehicle, or just needing your vehicle serviced, the good folks at Core Street Ford are committed to making this your place to go for your vehicle needs. Open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 Stop by their showroom in Bourbon, Illinois, or look them up online at www.coursestreetford.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. Hey, in other news, did you see the supposed QAnon shaman, otherwise known as Jacob Chamsley, was released early from prison before his original release date in July? Of course, the media and the government, but I repeat myself, are bending over backwards to tell everyone his release had absolutely nothing to do with Tucker Carlson's report of the additional footage of the January 6th protest. Bull. Tucker reported extensively on Chamsley, using video footage to follow him being led by police around the Capitol building. It was clear the man should not have been in prison. I hope he sues the hell out of the government. As everyone knows by now, New York prosecutor Alvin Bragg reached out from the back pocket of George Soros' short pants to have former President Trump indicted on absolutely ridiculous charges. Trump will probably have been arraigned by the time you hear this. While it's still a developing story, I decided not to write about it yet, but it's a sad day in America when a pipsqueak like Bragg can go after a former president on trumped-up charges having nothing to do with anything other 
than political vendettas. On the plus side, he very well may have handed Trump the 2024 presidency. Presidential historian Douglas Brinkley made an interesting statement saying that Trump's mugshot will have as much historical impact as wanted posters of John Wilkes Booth, the man who shot Lincoln. This is assuming there will be a mugshot. It has already been announced there will be no handcuffs for this arrest. Brinkley made the statements on CNN Newsroom. He went on to claim this was a low point for the Republicans, but completely left out the Democrats' constant witch hunt, or Alvin Bragg, or George Soros, or Nancy Pelosi, on and on and on. Screw you, Brinkley. You're obviously a left-wing shill, not a presidential historian. There's something about Trump that sets Democrats, rhinos, and swamp monsters' hair on fire. The swamp seems to fear him and therefore must keep up the relentless attacks. We have never seen anything like this in our history. Depending on all this shakes out in the next few weeks, I might be getting back on the Trump train. Not to be an alarmist, but Yellowstone is at it again. No, I'm not talking about Kevin Costner's show featuring that hot blonde babe named Beth. I'm talking about the real Yellowstone area in Wyoming. Evidently this week, there were several small earthquakes at the park starting the evening of March 28th. Detected by the University of Utah, there were at least 60 earthquakes in the next 12 hours beneath Yellowstone Lake. They ranged from a magnitude of 0.1 to 3.7. Historically, the area has had many earthquakes, although to date there hasn't been one measured over 4.5. You see, we weren't around to measure the last one. Having said that, Yellowstone is a volcanic caldera, and below that sits a supervolcano with two magma bodies. A supervolcano means it has had an eruption with a volcanic explosivity index of 8, the largest recorded value on the index. In the past 2 million years, Yellowstone has erupted three times, the last about 700,000 years ago. Based on the intervals, Scientists believe we still have another 90,000 years or so before we really need to worry about it. Yellowstone is one of the four largest volcanoes in the world. When it does blow, climate alarmists will have conniptions due to the ash that might fall for decades. Basically, we're screwed when that thing goes off again. Well, on a lighter note, the Masters Golf Tournament is about here. This is one of the few golf tournaments I follow. When it comes to golf, I usually tend to agree with my dad that golf is like sex. It's not a spectator sport. There's something about the Masters that draws me in. For the 87th time, it will be held between April 6th to the 9th at the Venerable Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia. By the way, my father got to play there once with the president of Peterbilt Trucks. I didn't. Scotty Schreffler won the Masters last year, beating out Rory McIlroy. He, McElroy, and John Rahm are the favorites to win it again this year. I'm pulling for Schreffler as he is the American of the trio, whereas the other two golfers are not. I always root for the Americans. If you're waiting for me to report anything in Tiger Woods, don't hold your breath. Not a Woods fan. I have this argument with a couple of my golfing buddies all the time. I'm tired of the golf commentators reporting on where Tiger is at in the standings before mentioning the fellow that might be leading the damn thing. Never understood the adjuration for Woods. 
So in preparing for this today, I ran across an article on Yahoo about the tax burden by state. Since your accountant is probably figuring your tax load right about now, I thought I'd share some information with you. According to Adam McCann, a financial reporter for the website WalletHub, he ranked the states by their tax burden by combining property tax, income tax, and sales excise taxes. You can see the entire report at www.wallethub.com edu. No surprise, New York led the country with a tax burden of 12.47%. This means for every dollar a person makes in New York, New York sees fit to grab 12.5 cents from them. Illinois, my former state, comes in ninth at 9.38%, but that will be going up as soon as Toilets Pritzker sees that report. I was surprised to see one red state in the top 10 of the states grabbing the most money. Bet you'd never guess it was Iowa, right behind Illinois at 9.15%. Hey, California didn't make the top 10, coming in at 12th. Seems crazy that one would pay more money for tax in Iowa than in California. My adopted state of Arizona is in the 34th place at 7.62%. And no surprise, Alaska only takes 5.02% and comes in at number 50. Bet you can't name the House Minority Whip. For the record, it's the whip's job to count heads and hustle party members in for voting purposes. Anyway, her name is Catherine Clark from Massachusetts. Turns out Clark has a transgender daughter who got in a kerfuffle by assaulting a cop back in January. One friggin' day after the Nashville massacre, Clark went before the House to give a speech railing against politicians, preachers, and right-wing extremists for their cruelty against trans people. Huh? Does this crass bitch have a clue? Even if what she said was 100% correct, which it ain't, why the hell did she pick that time to bring it up in Congress? The left just never stops whining. Hey, if you think about it, you might want to express warm anniversary wishes to your favorite Hells Angels member. The Angels have been in existence for 75 years now, This, as of this past March 17th. My, how time goes by. This would probably be a good time to hop off my soapbox and let you go. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please tell your friends about it. Thanks, folks. <laughs>